This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Hello and thanks for listening to today's Kent Online podcast. I'm Jamie Long. It's Tuesday the 15th of February. And first today, a Tenterden shop owner says she feels outraged over a lack of support after a string of robberies. Emma Pinfold, who owns Bond Street to Your Street, says the store's been targeted multiple times. The latest attack saw her shop manager assaulted and more than £1,000 worth of stock taken. I've been speaking to to her about the incidents for the Kent Online podcast. I don't want my staff to be put in this position. It's unacceptable. You know, I'm going to lose staff. I'm going to lose, you know, who's going to want to come and work forever at Bond Street to your street? You know, if you've got to fight grown men because they're stealing goods, you know. Um, it, Tilly was assaulted, trying to stop the guy upstairs, and he threw her against the wall and then threw her against the banister. Um, we called 999 immediately, and the police said, yeah, it wasn't a priority case, basically. And I know that when you spoke to our reporters at Kent Online, you said you felt like almost giving up with the business. Do you know what? It's just so sad. It's, it's, you do feel like giving up. I don't think I will. Um, I can't. I've got to feed my family. But it's just got to such a horrible situation where this beautiful, quaint town in, in the southeast of, you know, people that want to wander around and have a lovely day shopping, you know, come into my shop. There's chains on bags, there's buzzers on doors. You know, my staff, I had to close the shop yesterday because my staff were so terrified they didn't want to go in. Um, and that is very, very concerning for me. And in all honesty, I've seen it escalate hugely um, in Tenterton recently, um, me taking the brunt of it all, but um, with other shops being done uh, really, really badly as well. You know, uh, physical attacks again has been happening and that was in, in the last few weeks as well. It's just... It's so discouraging. You know, we all work so hard to make a living and particularly during lockdown and things like that. It's been, it's been so tough on all of us, these independent shop traders. Um, and then you have people coming along and think that that's acceptable behaviour. And I, but, but they're not getting reprimanded, in my opinion. Well, Kent's police say they're investigating and are committed to providing the best possible service. You can head to Kent Online to see CCTV images of the suspects. Next, a Swanscombe mum has told the Kent Online podcast there's no reason for children to have been left in the dark over their school transport. From Monday, the timetable for existing bus and taxi services for young people with special educational needs and disabilities will change, but some parents claim they still have no idea what's going on. I've been speaking to Emma Ben Musa. Her son Sammy is non-verbal and struggles with change to his routine. Back in December, we learnt that due to increased needs for SEM provisions, um, KTC would be changing transport providers. They would be putting out tender for contracts um, and that we would all hear at the latest by Friday, the 11th of February, um, who our provider would be. Um, however, that date has been and gone and we've had no contact from KCC, me personally, but uh, others across the county as well have had no contact from KCC and have no idea who is taking our children to school or whether they've still got transport for school next week. Sammy has got severe autism and getting him on a bus with a person that he does not know 
is going to be near impossible, especially since he's had that team for the last two years. And even worse, he's going to see that team at his school and try to go with them, not understanding why he can no longer get on that bus with them. So it's making me really anxious. In fact, it's half term and I'm feeling extremely stressed. I'm, I'm constantly refreshing my emails. Um, I need to be able to prepare Sammy for this. And I, at the moment, I've got nothing to prepare him with or for. I think um, that as an SEM parent in Kent, it's extremely hard. Um, it's just hard to accomplish anything. They turn you into a fighter. You have to fight for everything for your child in Kent. EHCPs are difficult. Um, transport is becoming another nightmare. Um, every year you have to go through the EHCP. It, it, there's just so many negative stories attached to being an SEM parent in Kent. Um, it, it just feels like a complete nightmare for us. It doesn't feel like the children are getting the attention and care that they deserve. Well, KCC say it's being forced to make changes due to a sharp increase in illegible pupils and a shortage of bus and taxi drivers across Kent. They add that they're hoping to contact all parents before the start of the new term. Two fraudsters who helped scam nearly half a million pounds from elderly people in Kent have been jailed. They were part of a gang that targeted victims in Chatham, Gravesend and Herm Bay with bogus roofing contracts. 29-year-old Sonny Morn from Brakefield Road in Southfleet and Emmanuel Scarrot, who's 28 and from Basildon in Essex, have been locked up for a total of nine years. Kent Online News. Two more people have been arrested following a stabbing in Margate that's left a man in a serious condition at a London hospital. A man, woman and a 16-year-old girl were initially arrested and then released following the attack in Dolby Square in Cliftonville on Friday morning. On Saturday, two other men were also detained. They're now out on bail. A man's been arrested after allegedly escaping from the dock during a hearing at Medway Magistrates Court. William Readers said to have fled the building on Saturday, sparking a huge police search over the weekend. The 25-year-old from Middleton Walk in Stockton-on-Tees was detained at a property in Gillingham and charged with escaping from lawful custody, assaulting a member of court staff and possessing cannabis. The Kent Online Podcast with Ballin Maidstone. Now, an animal charity is criticising how an oil spillage has been handled on the River Medway after having to rescue more than 50 swans and geese. The pollution at Hampstead Lock in Yielding is being treated as a Category 1 incident, which is the most serious. The Environment Agency says it's cleared up as much of the oil as possible, but our reporter Ishmael has been speaking to Stephen Knight from the Swan Sanctuary, who doesn't think they've done a good job. They might say that, but... In that case, why have we got all these swans in covered in oil? You know, that's that was way upstream from where those birds were. So, you know, they might say that they were trying to prevent trying. I thought they were experts in it, in uh, oil prevention, you know, and containing oil spills and cleaning up oil spills. Um, they certainly used to be, but um, I don't know what's happened there. Um, so I don't know what they're, you know answer is or excuse or whatever I don't know all I'm saying is they may say what they say but at the end of the day and that happened on the Friday I believe and on the Saturday we're going downstream and and picking up 
all the waterfowl covered in oil. It speaks for itself. You specialise in the protection of, of swans, but are you concerned about the welfare of other wildlife potentially being put at risk? We're always concerned about all the wildlife that live on the river. Like I say, we're coming up to uh, the breeding season of uh, most of the wildlife on the river. Um, and, um, yeah, obviously it should be uh, a major concern of, um, you know, people involved. I mean, they're called the Environment Agency because it's an envir- the environment, yeah, and, you know, they're really our custodians, I think, you know, official custodians and and look after and prosecute people that pollute. Um, you know, that's what we expect of them. Um, they can't always find the polluter. That, that can be sometimes very, very difficult and they have a difficult task ahead. Um, i.e. in this case, I have since learnt that it may be that somebody's just poured a load of used engine oil down a drain that's gone in, down a surface water drain that's gone into the river. And I should imagine trying to find that is a bit like looking for a needle in a haystack. But um, that sort of thing I don't have a problem with. All I have a problem with is why, if it was a cat, they said it was a category one oil spill. So if it was a category one, why was it not contained a lot better? I don't know. You know, haven't had the answer to that. And number two is we. We really need them to come back to us and tell us when the uh, the, the, the River Medway, you know, from um, sort of just outside Maystone through to Yaldin is clear so that we can, when, we, when we're ready, that we can return all the, the, the birds back, Kent, the Kent birds back to Kent. You know, that's where they belong. Elsewhere, figures released this morning show unemployment in Kent is still much higher than before the pandemic. 46,755 people were claiming out-of-work benefits in the county last month, a slight drop compared to December, but it's still nearly 14,000 more than before the first Covid lockdown. Double yellow lines behind a row of benches in Sheerness have been repainted despite it being impossible for cars to park there. Vehicles aren't able to reach the roadside because of large concrete bollards and residents have slammed the pointless lines which they say are an eyesore. As well, council spokesmen say they're now planning to remove the lines from the road. Now, there are calls for more conversations about mental well-being within Kent Police. New figures show around a third of hours lost to illness in the county's force are because of mental health reasons. 231 officers have been off work due to psychological sickness over the last nine months. Well, I've been speaking to Neil Many, chair of the Kent Police Federation, who told me attitudes are changing. I think what has probably happened, and, and I know we've just come out of a very difficult period with COVID, but certainly um, officers of my length of career will remember a time when rather than talking about mental health issues, the attitude was you'd kind of have a cup of tea and get on with it. And I suspect that in the past, a lot of officers have reported sick for work under different headings rather than admitting to the fact that they're struggling with their mental health. You know, part of those statistics, 15% of lost hours would you to stress. It's an increase ever so slightly on the previous financial year. Would you say, again, that that's, you know, confidence in, in reporting mental health issues in the police force now? I think I think there's an element of that, like I've just described. It, it, officers are more comfortable. 
we're talking about their mental health and in common with the rest of society you know there's been a big push to, to talk about stuff now i count myself as no exception police officers throughout their career will be exposed to very graphic uh, and difficult um, scenes as well as being exposed to very difficult and graphic material uh, bearing in mind the type of investigation that some of our colleagues undertake i consider myself to be well but in the same way that i can't predict when I'm going to be physically unwell, I also can't predict when I may be mentally unwell. So it's really important that colleagues, and I include myself in that, have the ability to be able to speak up with confidence that they're struggling with mental health issues. And we do have systems and processes in place to help with that. But it does start with that conversation and with colleagues recognising other colleagues who may be struggling. And I was going to say to you, you know, about those conversations, are they something that you're noticing is happening more often? Have you spoken to many officers about their about their situation and how they're how they're dealing with things? Yes, I have, because when we have officers off work uh, for a period of time, part of the Federation's role is, is to look after them and assist them through some of the processes and just ensure that they're getting the support they need, which generally they do. Uh, Kent is reasonably good at that. There are um, counselling uh, in place for them. There are a very good occupational health department. There's also the ability to access outside counselling and we provide some of that as well. So the services are there. We are a lot better at doing it, but we just need to make sure that people have the confidence to have those discussions with each other and with and with Kent Police as the employer and not be afraid to talk about mental health and just remove some of the stigma that I suspect it still may suffer from, but nowhere near as bad as it used to. Kent Police say they have resources to support officers and invest in their well-being. Elsewhere, a major road on Sheppey is going to be closed for a whole weekend while a level crossing is removed. The A249 will be shut between the Whiteways Roundabout and Bridge Road from Friday the 11th to Monday the 14th of March. A diversion route will be in place while the roadworks are carried out. Now, more than a dozen people have inquired about adopting a dog that spent more than 200 days at a Kent shelter. Luke was described as Britain's loneliest dog on Valentine's Day. He's currently living at the Brands Hatch branch of Battersea and it's hoped he'll soon find his forever home. And talking of dogs, a Kent woman says it's becoming increasingly popular to bring your pooch to your wedding. Kerry Ewer from Ramsgate runs a wedding concierge service for dogs Apparently, some people even want their pets to be involved in the ceremony. You can see lots of cute pics over at Kent Online. Well, that's all for today's episode. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Insta for all of the latest news from across Kent. And you can also subscribe to get all of the latest editions of the KM newspapers and get exclusive content with Kent Online Digital Plus. Just head over to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches.